There is not an Ewok village inside here on the moon of Endor. <laughs> I'm, I'm still walking here in the beautiful woods. That reminds me so much of the environment where uh, Luke meets Vader in this uh, on this ramp of an ATAT, and where there's this fantastic chase through the forest on these speeder bikes. Uh, but it's way too quiet for that over here. There's really no need to uh, <laughs> to speed things up. Instead, I'm just enjoying the fresh springtime air, listening to the birds, enjoying oh the best time of the year. This is my all-time favorite uh, time of the year. Even better than summer because summer can get hot and there are lots of insects. And in the springtime, it's more fresh. It's oh, and I I love to be outside. Um, this is the second Star Wars week, as you know. I am uh, traveling in uh, in the United States. Main reason is the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim, and it is a lovely, lovely, lovely time uh, to reflect upon the the role that Star Wars played in my life and the uh, the the. Last week, I spoke about those early movies and when I was a kid, eight years, uh, first years in in secondary school and how much uh, this sense of adventure and this call to adventure had helped me to also recognize the the calling in my own life. And then in the uh, last week's episode of The Extra Mile, the the, kind of the extra walk that I record for my patrons every week, I um, explained at length how Star Wars has also helped me to get rid of these self-limiting thoughts. You know, the Uncle Owen inside my brain says, there's no time for your friends, for adventure. You got to do your work first. Today, I wanted to talk about the impact that Star Wars had in uh, the later years of my life and up until this moment. And it's funny that as much as I've been focused on the adventure side of Star Wars in my early years, uh now that I'm older, I'm more and more appreciating the slower parts, uh, the, 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 the advice to slow down in, in the Star Wars movies, based, of course, on a lot of uh, uh, wisdom that George Lucas found in the various religions and in monastic life. And a lot of that speaks to me much more than it used to be. And... Beginning with uh, this strange interaction between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi when they first board that uh, big circular donut-shaped ship of the Nemoidians that are uh, uh, organizing a blockade of the planet of Naboo, the planet of, uh, of Queen Amidala. And they are there to negotiate. And Obi-Wan Kenobi has a bad feeling about this. And then Qui-Gon Jinn, at first, when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, I don't like this this part. And I <laughs> this is not what Star Wars is about. Qui-Gon Jinn says, uh, don't focus on your anxiety. Um, what is it? Direct your thoughts to the present. <laughs> and uh, be mindful. Be mind- but but, but uh, Master Yoda says I should be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the moment. This is this stern, serious Qui-Gon Jinn, no sense of humor, 
and he is basically telling Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, stop the adrenaline fears of, you know, your impending fight with whoever was. <laughs> Life is about being in the here and now. Just focus, center your thoughts. But when you think of it, this is something that you constantly hear in Star Wars, even during the most exhilarating moment of the first movie, A New Hope, when Luke is flying in the trench of the Death Star, heading for this tiny exhaust pipe that he needs to hit with his uh, torpedoes. What does Obi-Wan Kenobi tell him in through the Force? Uh, it's... it's it's focus, center, uh, let go. It's it's all about close your eyes. And Luke Skywalker pushes away the device, the targeting device that was helping him, and he closes his eyes. And and so even in those early movies, there was already this call for for concentration and shut 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 down your thoughts, or at least to try to try to be mindful of where you are right here and right now. And that's going to help you. This is also something that I noticed in the more recent Star Wars stories, especially the series on uh, the, Mandal- uh, uh, the, the Adventures of the Mandalorian and this Yoda-like creature called Grogu. And uh, at one point, Grogu, I'll keep it vague just to not... Uh, spoil anything for those of you that haven't seen that last season but at one point Grogu is training and uh, to well to, to he needs to learn how to amplify the force so he's force sensitive but he's also a child um, at least for this Yoda <laughs> race uh, they look like babies but they're actually I think Grogu is already 50 years old um, but at one point, so he's, he's trying to learn how to, uh, how to focus in the here and now, how to not be distracted. But it's very difficult for a child. So he keeps looking around and then he sees, he spots this frog. And he's, hmm, he loves frogs. He loves, loves to eat them. <laughs> so he is distracted and then he's corrected. Uh, you know, it's just center, center your mind. And then... Um, the one who is teaching him, at one point, levitates uh, all the frogs that surround them in the swamp. And there are literally hundreds of the frogs floating in the air, ready to grasp. This is a beautiful lesson of you sometimes have to let go of the distractions, of the, the immediate um, impulses, so that you master... The, the, the force to gain everything. So you have to lose to gain. It's for me also has a rem, uh, it's reminding me of, of, uh, of an important message in the gospel. Uh, if you don't want to lose your life, if you don't want, you're, you win your life by losing it basically. If you want to hold on to your life, you're going to lose it. And so this is this wisdom in Star Wars that's uh, if you're constantly chasing after all these distractions and, and these direct impulses and you forget to center and be mindful of where you are and what your true vocation and calling is, you will not get that ultimate prize. And whether, and, but if you focus now, if you discipline yourself, 
if you if you learn to be mindful of where you are now and what your mission is right now and for Grogu it was to learn how to master the force then if you do that you will get stronger and ultimately you will get that frog but you will get so much more because you will have learned how to lift up all the frogs <laughs> and so that was such an amazing discovery i think in the past few years where um, i've discovered that for most of my life i've been running around like grogu chasing after frog after frog after frog oh, i gotta do this one oh now now there's this thing that needs my attention i need to put my work here and i was just running and running and running until covid struck and I got sick, and I got seriously sick in those early months of COVID. This was still the time that these variants were extremely damaging, and people ended up dying in the hospitals. Your, your uh, blood oxygen would go down tremendously, trouble breathing, constantly tired, a, a headache as if a... Uh, as, as if um, I'm trying to find a good Star Wars metaphor here. What are, what's the name? As if a Gamorian guard was hitting you with a with a <laughs> with a baseball bat. I don't think there are baseball bats in Star Wars, but you get the idea. Um, and that didn't only knock me out for the two or three weeks that I was uh, really ill, but it it uh, continued to affect me for months. And I had a lot of trouble finding energy for anything. So, thankfully, I got therapy um, uh, in, in two forms. There was this overall therapy, which was uh, mainly focused on... Uh, on Well, one of the things that I most remember was that that was my first encounter with... Uh, uh, with mindfulness. So one of the problems of people that recover from COVID is um, that they tend to want to go back to their regular activities without acknowledging that they have been, uh, uh, that they are still recovering. And so that it is impossible to go uh, back to your old style of living um, just because you feel like you have to. There's a lot of internal pressure. And I remember that the, my therapist made me go through a number of exercises that were all meant to help me focus on the here and now, very much like uh, a, a Jedi training would, uh, would, would do. Um, instead of worrying about all the work, because that was my big issue, is like, but I need to go back to work. I've got my TV show. I've got deadlines to meet. And then my therapist was telling me, but but wait a minute. You should go and talk to your boss. You should negotiate time off to recover because you can't. You just don't have the energy. And your anxiety is making things worse. And she, she gave me an app that I could download that had these kind of meditation type of exercises where you you close your eyes and you think of a blue sky and a cloud and it's all feels very useless and 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 that I, I had such a hard time doing that because I felt guilty it's like I don't ain't nobody got time for that I need to work but then I couldn't 
And But she insisted, go talk to your boss, see if you can find a solution. And well, that's what I did. Doctor's orders. That's I'm, I'm very obedient. So <laughs> it's part of, I think, the culture of the church in which I grew up. It's like if someone who really knows what they're talking about <laughs> gives you an order, it's like the doctor on, you know, the Starship Enterprise. They have they outrank you. <laughs> so if they tell you to go to sick bay or to not work or to not do or this or that, you you obey because that's the way it works. So I I talked to the broadcasting organization and they were like, sure, we can do that. We can just shuffle things around. We'll do a few uh, reruns of previous shows and um, and then when you're a bit stronger, we we will just extend the the TV season. Not a problem. So I had a I think two months to recover. And then the second type of therapy was, I only, I think, had one encounter, but it, it, it helped me tremendously, um, it was, was um, being honest about uh, uh, how you live your life. Like, count the number of hours that you work, uh, classify, give it a, a, a number on the scale of 1 to 10 on how much effort that costs you. And then be realistic about how much energy you truly have right now. And if you do, you will see that you will do that you do way too much. That's what I saw immediately. It's like, that's crazy. Um, what I'm trying to do now that I have long COVID is even more than I should have done when I was healthy. And that was, both therapists told me that. Uh... They said, you are sick now. Yes, COVID plays a role in that. But in fact, you are already sick (laughs) in a certain way before you got COVID because this lifestyle that you told yourself was necessary, that that you forced yourself to do all this work, that's not normal. That's way too much. And it is only at that point when these therapists told me that that I realized that this is what my board had been telling me for years that my friends had been telling me for years like you're always um, overestimating what you can do you're constantly piling up work and you're it's it's just you who is telling you to do that uh it's so you're and plus if you stuff your days with work and you run from one thing to another you are basically not behind the steering wheel. There's someone else, maybe just your inner voice, that tells you, you need to do this. Oh, you don't have time for that. You need to run after this. But you are not in charge of your life, and that is what's causing so much stress. Just like Qui-Gon Jinn is trying to teach Obi-Wan that he shouldn't follow his impulses all the time and 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 center on his on his anxieties your thoughts determine your reality and so the first thing you need to do is to center and to be mindful of the present this is also what prayer is is about prayer is not a performance right we we were brought up with the idea that prayer is saying prayers but that's only a tiny little aspect of it prayer is starts with being aware of your situation it's reflecting upon where you are right now and where god is right now god is 
not in the future or in the past. He's right here. That's why in the Our Father we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Always struck me. It doesn't say, give me um, this week the, the food that I need. This day, it's about the here and now. What do I need right now? God, can you help me with that? So it's only focusing on the here and now. Jesus has the same uh, attitude when he advises his apostles not to worry about tomorrow, but to just focus on the here and now. Uh, tomorrow will take care of itself. That's literally <laughs> Jedi advice, right? It's what Qui-Gon Jinn could have said. Don't, don't think about tomorrow. Focus on the here and now. One of the criticisms that Yoda has on Luke Skywalker is he's always with his mind in the future, always dreaming. One of the big issues that Yoda had with the choice that Luke made was that he was thinking of his friends in, in, on Bespin and he didn't, didn't want to finish his training because he felt, I need to be with my friends. And Yoda is like, mm, that's not what is required of you right now. It's like Drogu running after that frog. Uh, focus on the here and now and then you will master the, the, the force in such a way that it will help you to fulfill your destiny. Um, and I think in many ways uh, my life has been a learning process of that and it's only because of COVID that I realized that yes I was already killing myself before COVID and it's the illness forced me to take a very stern look at what I was chasing after and I think that this ultimately in hindsight and it's always in hindsight that you understand how everything connects it's never when you're in the middle of this I, I was like God, why did I get COVID? <laughs> you know that I have stuff to do. And, and how can this possibly fit into God's plan? Now, more than a year later, I look back and I think this has been part of the plan. And it's, it's you know, what I learned then prepared me for what was to come. Focus, learn, mastering this technique of... of uh, awareness um, is mindfulness where you block out all these worries because you have no control over the future and to focus on where you are right now to relativize also all these worries and all this stress it's in your mind learning how to reframe how to tell a different story how to change your self-talk those techniques have been maybe the the biggest uh, discovery that I made in, 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 in the past 20 years. And it's a huge help to stay on your feet when everything around you starts to change and starts to crumble. And it has also helped me to be much more brave in the choices that I make and to see everything that happens not as a yet another disaster that I need to uh, counter and tackle and work even harder. No, nobody asks you to do that. But focus on the here and now. Ask yourself, why am I here right now? What is the next step that I have to take? You know, if, you, if you're in front of a big mountain, 
and you want to climb to the top, uh, you may feel overwhelmed. Like, that is, there's no way I can get to, to the top of Mount Everest. I can't do that. I have no stamina for that, no experience. I've never done this before. If you would have a teacher, he would ask you, but can you, can you at least take the next step? Can you walk to up to that rock there in the distance? Sure, I think I can manage that. Well, do that. And then you're at that rock, and then he will tell you, do you think you can reach that little tree up there? It's, uh, it's about 20 meters. You have to climb a little bit. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah I, I think I can do that. Well, do that. And then you're at that tree, and then you look back after having done that 10 times, and you're like, you see how far we've come? This is how you should look at the challenges in your life. Don't feel overwhelmed. But also always ask yourself, what is my next step? It's important to have a goal because it gives you direction. And I would write that down. I would say, yes, I need to. Uh, that's the bigger picture. And the, the, the Jedi don't lose track of that. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn know that they are there to negotiate and see if they can lift that blockade of Naboo. But what matters is not this big overwhelming goal. And both of them are a bit... Uh, skeptical. Even Qui-Gon Jinn thinks that the negotiations will be short. But what matters is asking yourself, so what is, what do we need to do now? We need to be able to react quickly. We could only do that if we are mindful of where we are right now and what is asked of us now. So this is a, I think, you hear that? That's funny. I've, I've always been told that these birds are doing that. They're, they're like ticking on the tree because it um, is not to dig a hole in the tree, but in the insects that are hiding under the bark of the tree will start crawling out and then he can eat the insects. I don't know if that's, a, <laughs> if that's true, but it sounds plausible to me. Um, Woody Woodpecker. Uh, so the, the, the biggest lesson um, that I've learned of these, of these movies and is that the, this, this awareness and this focus on the here and now is vital for, um, for making the right choices, for finding that inner peace. Um, so a Jedi never reacts like Kylo Ren does. Kylo and dark side of the Force always act out of anger. Their emotions totally control them. Look at the the, the, the fits of rage that Kylo has in the first movie, where he destroys the helmet, where he's super frustrated, everybody is afraid of them. Yes, there is a, a great force of, in, in that. But then in the third movie, I think it's the third movie, or the second movie, I think he destroys the helmet in the second movie? I don't remember. Anyway, he needs to, heal, he needs to uh, glue the, <laughs> the, the helmet back together, because it was stupid. He needs that helmet. And so this is also uh, another sign that the dark side is this temptation to just follow, act on your emotions. But you are not your emotions. One of the things that mindfulness teaches you is you, are, uh, you have these thoughts and emotions, but it's, you are more than that. You can choose to act on them. And you can also choose to reframe the story that you tell yourself. You are not 
your emotions. You are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. They are valuable. They are important. They are signals. They tell you something about the situation and about you. But how you, what you do with those signals, that is up to you. This is kind of what I think is in the core, uh, one of the core teachings of the Jedi philosophy. And it's in what you're also supposed to do when you pray. Is prayer it seems useless. You do, don't perform anything. It is about stepping out of your day-to-day routine on Sunday or any other day. Go into a space that is sacred, which means dedicated. It's, it's, it has, has no purpose other than helping you to step out of your day-to-day life. That's why I think churches should be beautiful, should help you to kind of forget about your day-to-day life. And then it's all about listening to stories that are not about the present. And then maybe there will be some teaching that will help you connect it with, with what's going on, but that's application of an experience that comes first and that is let go of everything that's going on in your life right now and your worries that's why we pray you've got these intentions that we mentioned during church what is why do we do that it's because that is occupying our mind all these worries all the the war and the oh my my job and uh, the people that are sick you you express those concerns in prayer to be able to let go of them. You, you give, give them to God. You ask Him to take care of it so you can focus on the here and now. The, so, and then the, the summit of the Eucharist is to receive communion, to receive Jesus. Once you have emptied your heart and emptied your mind of all the worries and all the day-to-day stuff, you are open to receive the one who is ever present and who is going to fill your heart with his peace and who will tell you what to do. Maybe not what you should do in a year from now, but he will definitely help you to make the right decision right now. And so there is this dynamic in, in liturgy, in prayer, that I think is very similar to the few moments that we see in Star Wars where the, the, these Padawans, these pupils, have to learn that life is not just about running after each frog. It's all about being in the here and now and to realize that your thoughts determine your reality. If you look at the world only as a rat race and I need to perform and I, uh, I need to be useful... Um, your life is going to be so stressful. But if you tell yourself, and even though nothing might change in your circumstances, but if you tell yourself, I'm here because I'm valuable as I am. I am not my feelings. I'm not my stress. I'm not what other people project on me. I am me and that is good enough. I'm loved. I love myself. I like myself. I'm grateful for the things that I have instead of just being impatient because I haven't reached my goals yet or unhappy because I feel I will only be happy if I have what that other person has. If you let go of all that and focus on the here and now and you embrace that and you open yourself up for God who is only here in the present, then I think that changes everything. 
it has for me. That's what I wanted to share with you. Thank you so much. If you are one of my patrons, uh, one of my supporters that help me to bring you these thoughts and podcasts and help me to reach out to you uh, and also to, to newer members of the community, um, I really need your help. The fact that I can do this stuff is because of the patrons. I have no other source of income uh, at the moment. So uh, if you are able to help and if you like what I do and you want me to do better and more of it, by all means, join the Patreon community um, and check it out at patreon.com slash fatherroderick and I would love to connect with you on a deeper level because that's what I do with the Patreon community. They're my collaborators and I, I'd love you to be part of that. Thanks for listening. Take care and to my patrons, see you in a minute during the extra mile. God bless.